We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What is up, Green Bay Packers fans? Welcome back to another edition of the Pack a Day podcast, the eleven and three edition of the Pack a Day podcast. The Aaron Rodgers is MVP edition of the pack a day podcast and also ross uh, i should say i guess my name is jacob morley you can find me on twitter at jacob morley i'm joined today by my co-host ross uglum and ross i guess i really should say this this will this will be the pro bowl edition of the pack a day podcast i don't think we've ever had the op- opportunity i guess to talk about the pro bowl you and i um on here we've never really had it line up in our schedules but if uh, you're living under a rock and you haven't seen it by now, the Packers have seven guys uh, that made the Pro Bowl. So pretty good representation for the Green Bay Packers this year. You know, and say what you will about the Pro Bowl. A lot of people will say it's nothing, it's stupid, it's this and that. And honestly, you're probably not very far from the truth, but it's still good to be recognized. And the seven Pro Bowlers that the Packers have are 
Uh, on offense, Ross, they have Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, uh, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari. So four guys on offense, and the three on defense are um, they got Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander, and who am I? Who did I leave off? Of the Pro five. Bowl roster? They get five. Oh, Devontae Adams on offense. Yeah, well. so Devontae, Jair, Bakhtiari, Elton, Aaron, Aaron, and Zadarius Smith. So all guys that I think you look around the league and I think even when you're not wearing the green and gold glasses and you're not being a homer, I think all those guys, I, I honestly think they all deserve it. Like those guys are all deserving of a bid. Um, the only guy... I'm not even going to get into that, Russ. They're they're all deserving. Like all those dudes probably earned it. And then I think the big one that a lot of people are going to be talking about is uh, Robert Tunyon not making it with his 10 touchdown catches. Ross, give me your thoughts on the the Packers Pro Bowl representation this year and and what you make of this tight end position. Yeah, so I mean like it, uh, it's it's tough. I, you're you're pleased, right? You, the Packers play in obviously and easily the smallest market in professional sports. And so when they're recognized in a way, you know, where they have they they tie for the league lead with seven pro bowlers, you appreciate that. You appreciate uh the fan base, you appreciate folks nationally, you know, respecting Green Bay, uh respecting the 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 talent that's there. And so you're pleased about that if you're a Packers fan. You're like, all right, we're getting our due. But at the same time, yeah, like there's one egregious one, and that's Robert Tunyon um, with the unfortunate demise of of uh, of George Kittle. Like, yeah, he was the probably the best tight end, uh, number one in DVOA. I know Pro Football Focus doesn't like him as much as DVOA does, uh, or apparently as much as Shannon Sharp does, but he is a pro bowl level tight end. If you want Evan Ingram to start at tight end for the NFC, that's fine. But Robert Tunyon was, was a pro bowler. So I think there's one obvious egregious snub. Um, I probably would have stumped for Adrian Amos as well. Uh, but, but ultimately, like I said, you, you can't see seven Packers uh, headed to the um, uh, pro bowl. And then you're like, we got screwed or no one, no one cares because we're in a small market. Yeah, and I think part of the Pro Bowl is is draft pedigree as well. You see it, you see it, it benefits Elton Jenkins this year. Truthfully, the fact that he was a high draft pick, he is a guy that's talked about a lot. He's played all five positions with the Pro Bowl. Sometimes all it really is is just name recognition and how often you're talked about. Uh, Tanyan is what is, is a weird one. He he should be. In I think over not Ingram, but I think even over Hawkinson, I think he should be the starter in the NFC this year. And a lot of people are going to say, well, he's a system this, a system that. But the fact of the matter is, and, and I think why he's not in, truthfully, is because he's an undrafted free agent, a guy that burst onto the scene this year. And you have two guys in Hawkinson and Ingram who are first round draft picks. They're already well recognized names. Um, guys that are going to be highlighted on your major network shows because the expectations for them are that much higher. Um, so I, I, you see it every year. You know, Amos is another one that I think you can definitely make a case for. I don't know if it's as strong of a case because he doesn't have 
he doesn't have any eye-popping numbers, really. And if you don't watch this Packers team week in and week out, there's stuff that I think you just wouldn't notice with Amos. But uh, a guy like Jamal Adams, top 10 draft pick. It, I think Amos just playing safety this year has been a better safety. Um, Jamal Adams obviously has the sack numbers, and and he's going to be on the highlight reel doing that stuff. So that's kind of what the joke of the Pro Bowl is. Um, but yet here we are, even if you think the Pro Bowl is a joke, you're still looking for the list. You're still wanting to see who's on it from your team, all that stuff. And I think you're right, Ross. I think at the end of the day, you're happy with what the Packers, um, I guess who was selected from the Packers. So no real obvious, obvious snubs besides Tunyon, who I think is one of the biggest probably snubs that people are talking about. Um, Kittle just Kittle tweeted about it. Uh, you're, you mentioned Shannon Sharp has been talking about it. And there are guys that are yeah wondering how can a tight end uh, lead the NFC, lead the NFL in touchdown catches and not be the tight end representative in the Pro Bowl. But then you rewind it a year and Aaron Jones led the entire NFL in touchdowns last year and didn't make the Pro Bowl. So uh, Aaron Jones, late round draft pick, you know, a guy sometimes kind of have to pay your dues to be able to do that. And before we move on from the Pro Bowl, Ross, Another guy, speaking of paying your dues, is Mason Crosby. What does that guy have to do to ever be a Pro Bowl kicker, Ross? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you look at his numbers from this year, and I feel like, yeah, you would you would say he's done what needed to be done. So that's a phenomenal question that I don't know if it has an answer. Um, just the the lack of respect is is truly wild. I don't know. Uh, you got to be like maybe a big time fantasy football kicker to make the Pro Bowl, probably right. You got to, you got to maybe have, uh, you know, you, you got to maybe have their best shot, uh, as far as guys that maybe don't close in the red zone as much. And, and folks like your, you know, way back in the day, Neil Rackers or more recently Justin Tucker that get these fantasy owners tons and tons and tons of points. Yeah. And I think the, the kid that made it is the, the kicker from Atlanta. I can't pronounce his name. Um, and what's interesting about him is I just went on that long tangent about name recognition and things like that. And this, I, the Atlanta kicker was not even with Atlanta um, last year. He was, if you look at him, he's been with several teams over the last few years uh, since he came out of Georgia. But he is 36 out of 37 in field goals this year. And you kick 36 balls to the uprights. That's a lot of fantasy points, and I think you're exactly right with that. That's who is going to get the recognition is the guy that is consistently scoring 8 to 12 points in fantasy every week. Um, people are not paying attention to the late-game 50-yard kicks that Mason Crosby makes with relative ease, but that's fine. You know, We'll just continue enjoying Mason in Green Bay, and, and it's not to say Mason Crosby does not have respect throughout the NFL. I think he's one of the most well-respected kickers in the in the National Football League and one of the most well-respected uh, special teamers in the National Football League. It's just interesting that he really just hasn't gotten to enjoy that trip to the Pro Bowl and that little vacation. So uh, it doesn't seem like he's flowing down anytime soon. There's always next year for him. Speaking of major awards, Ross, we can talk about this real quick just because this is heating up. And, I, I, and I'm, I'm talking about the MVP race between Rodgers and Mahomes. And I don't remember in my lifetime, 
two guys playing this well and the MVP race being this exciting, coming right down to the wire. And it's it's tough to not be a Packers guy, and it's tough to to argue against Rodgers not winning it. I mean, you talk, Ross, you, you toss 40 plus touchdowns in less than five interceptions, and you're telling me that anyone else in the National Football League even has a breath of life at the MVP award. And in most years, you're, you're crazy. You're right. Like, nobody's close. Rodgers would have locked this thing up four weeks ago. But Patrick Mahomes is really, really freaking good. And you watch the both of these guys play, and I'm going to cop out and say, like, if you, if I had a vote, which I don't, I couldn't vote for either of these guys. I mean, and granted, there's two weeks left, but I, I don't know who you vote for. I don't know who you give it to. And the closer we get down to the wire, Ross, I, I just truly feel like this is a year that there should be co-MVPs because if one of these guys doesn't win the MVP award, they're going to go down as the best single-season quarterback to never win that major award. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. Businesses across the globe are challenged to be their most efficient, which means every hire is critical. Indeed is here to help. Indeed is the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site, according to CompScore. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the person you need to keep your business going. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time, and there are no long-term contracts. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Term and conditions apply. Um, So, Ross, what are your thoughts coming into the last two weeks of the season? Really, I think these last two weeks are going to either make or break it for either of these guys. Yeah, and I think that, you know, it could be a year or I, I think, it has to happen, unfortunately, uh, as a way to, you know, vote it that way. Because, like, one year, remember, one of Favre's MVPs is a co-MVP with Sanders. And I've never – Barry Sanders. People should probably don't just know what I mean when I'm saying Sanders. And so I, I think, you know, realistically, like, it's kind of tough to just assume – that it should go to one guy this year. I, I think if there's ever been a year for co-MVPs, this is it. Like these guys are both playing kind of at the exact same level of excellence. Uh, but I, I don't think like, I don't think the way that it works is that the MVP of voters just all get in a room and say, okay, here's what we're going to do this year is co-MVPs because it's what should be done. I think that the, the Brett Favre, Barry Sanders thing actually ended in a tie. And uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be really hard. Uh, my opinion, you know, as 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 Aaron Nagler said, and as I mentioned on a previous appearance, like I hope all the people that complained forever and ever and ever about Rogers' lack of weapons have that same energy when they vote for MVP, and that for me is where you know for Rogers, uh, they will 
will, will hopefully, if you're a Packers fan, go his way. Uh, because, you know, Pat does have Miko Hardman and he does have Tyreek Hill and Le'Veon Bell and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and the greatest tight end maybe in the history of football in Travis Kelsey. Um, Devontae Adams is probably a, a, a better player than Tyreek Hill. Maybe I don't, they do, they do very different things, but green Bay's second weapon is, is not even in the ballpark of Travis Kelsey. Like I love Robert Tunyon. He's not Travis Kelsey. Uh, very, very few folks are. He's not Travis Kelsey. He's not Sammy Watkins. You know, he's not, yeah, you're probably getting to me, Cole, when you're talking about level of impact. And I know the the, the argument then, um, I think for Chiefs fans and a lot of what I hear then is the whole argument of, well, but Rod, but Rogers does have an elite offensive line. And that's true. And, and Patrick does not, you know, and you watch even against the Saints, Pat's running for his life a lot of the times making making magic happen. And Rodgers, not to say he can't do that because he certainly does that as well, but it, it is, it's a valid argument, you know, and it's, it's something that I think you actually have to take into account. And I think that's what makes it so close as well. But I think Steve Young said it last week on uh, one of the Sunday night countdowns or one of the major shows when he just said Rodgers would be his guy because he thinks he's doing more for his team than Pat is for his. And I think even removing myself trying to trying to remove myself from the situation and looking at it from 30,000 feet up. I think that's right. I think that's true. I think if, if the award is most outstanding player, I think it goes to Pat. I, I do. I think Patrick Mahomes is, is the most, is the best quarterback in the NFL right now. I think that's hard to argue. Um, not to saying, not to say Rogers is trash. I think he's right there with them, but just, everything he does. And when you watch both of those guys play, it is a little bit different, you know, it's, and, and that's, and I hate, and I, it's even hard to say that because Rogers has been so good this year, but I think we talk about most valuable player, which is the, what the award is. It's Rogers. Rogers is the most valuable player to any team in the national football league. I think we saw it last year with the chiefs. When Pat went down for four games, they, they gave the Packers a playoff team, a 13 and three team, everything they could handle with Matt Moore. They beat the Vikings with Matt Moore, a playoff team. And that was a calendar year ago, but we can't go in and say this team is so much different when the whole talk for the Chiefs this offseason was run it back with all the same players. So we saw, we've seen this Chiefs team without Mahomes. They're pretty dang good still. They're probably still a 10 a 10 win team. Like I, I I'm not exaggerating when I say that. I think they win 10 games probably win the AFC West and and go to the playoffs, don't win the Super Bowl, but they're a good football team. The Packers without Aaron Rodgers, I don't know. I, I don't know how good they are. Probably not very good. We're probably talking, I mean, over under five, five and a half games. Is that fair, Ross? Before If you say before this season, Tim Boyle is your starting quarterback, five and a half wins, would you, what would you pick over under on that? Um, yeah. Yeah, probably right. So that's there. a good line. That's a pretty yeah, good line. It's a good line because I mean they they've won games uh, where the running you know would have would have kept them in it, um, and where honestly too like hey, Matt can coach man like <laughs> you can yep. you you can scheme up you know bootleg stuff for Tim Boyle too. But yeah, I mean I think you know Rogers is probably worth at least five of these wins. Yeah, so right? I think because they're what eleven and three, right? 
Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, I think they might be six and seven right now, or six and eight, whatever it would be. Seven and seven, maybe. I, yeah, I'd say seven and seven. I bet they're a 500 football team without Rodgers right now. Because we saw, like, you know, even when it was Brett Hundley, like, they did win games. They didn't, you know, they didn't win a ton of games, but they did win games. Yeah. They kept their, I mean, yeah, people really looked poorly on that Brett Hundley era, but. He did enough to keep them in contention. Rodgers came back and lost. And that's what knocked him out of the playoffs. You know, so he did enough to keep them afloat. But uh, but the original point is, you know, with basically, I mean, two of the best offensive weapons in the National Football League and how they complement each other in Kansas City is it couldn't be more perfect with you want to play Tyree Kill and man coverage. Well, he's gonna he's gonna be on pace for a thousand yards, like he was against the Bucks. But then if you want to sit in a zone. Kelsey's just going to pick you apart. He's he's gets better and better. So it's just it's tough. But um, I did say the other day, you don't have to. And, and believe me, Packers fans, you don't have to tear Patrick Mahomes down to feel good about Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. vice versa. For Chiefs no, fans. it's an important. And, and you see, you it's see an a important lot of point though. to make. It really is. It's an important point to make. Yeah, because you do see that you and, and even like people I respect and, and and even work with for the Chiefs, I are are just there's sometimes where I just have to shake my head and it's like, it, whatever, <laughs> like just enjoy just enjoy how good both of these guys are playing right now because it doesn't happen that often. And realistically, you can hate Patrick Mahomes if he beats the Packers in the Super Bowl, and that's perfectly fine as a fan, but you know, chances of that happening, or I don't know what, it would be a blast to see both those guys in the Super Bowl. And even then, I think this Packers team actually matches up really well against the Chiefs. I think it would be a hell of a game. I think it would be a hard fought win. But you look at the weakness of this Chiefs team, that they can, you can get pressure on Pat, especially up the middle, especially up that in, that interior offensive line. If you can get Zedarius and Kenny going early in that game, you might have a shot. Their defense isn't going to stop Rodgers. The the final score of that game might be forty three to forty five, um, and that was my joke can... earlier. That, that was my joke earlier. What's the ideal ending for this uh, season? Green Bay wins the Super Bowl fifty eight to fifty seven, and they fire Mike Pettin. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> that would be great, and everyone. Yeah. Everyone outside of Kansas City and Green Bay would love that Super Bowl, while the rest of us would just be sweating bullets for the whole <laughs> three and a half hours. It would be miserable. But, all right, moving on. that And that's going to get talked about a lot. And it's a fun talking point as well. But moving on to next week, Ross, you have King Henry, Derrick Henry, coming to Green Bay. And I don't know if you know this, Ross, but Derrick Henry's actually never been tackled on a football field. Every time he touches the <laughs> ball, he actually scores. So how in the world are the Packers going to win this football game with a guy like that? Yeah, uh, you know, it's just like, here's the reality, folks. Running backs don't drive wins and losses. I've tried to explain this a number of times. Um, it's just it's just not reality. And honestly, too, like Green Bay right now, by the old way of measuring run defense, has the number 11 run defense in the league as far as just Yards per game allowed on the ground. They're 11th in the in the league, significantly above average. Uh, I, they're 22nd though in DVOA, which I think is is more uh, more accurate. The number 22 run D in the league last year by DVOA was Kansas City Chiefs, Super Bowl champions. It just doesn't matter that much. And this Packers team has beaten Zeke in Dallas so many times. 
and beaten Dalvin Cook and beaten Christian McCaffrey and beat Alvin Kamara in Alvin Kamara's house this year. I'm not saying they can't lose to the Chiefs. They absolutely can lose to the Chiefs. I think it's roughly, you know, what the line says, which is a, you know, an implied win probability of 68 or 69%. And guys, when somebody says the Packers have a 69% chance to win, it actually means the other team has a 31% chance to win. Like if you rolled a 10-sided die three times, the Packers would lose. I think there's a definite chance that they win this game. I think they being the, the Titans, if the weather sucks, I would probably put money on the Titans. But it, it just this is not how f- professional football works anymore, guys. Like, how many times does Green Bay have to beat a good running back? Not just a good running back, like the running back that is going to finish all pro first team that year. How many times does Green Bay, because of Aaron Rodgers and running the ball, have to win these games head to head before people don't get it? And and that's the thing, like Rodgers, just so people, I mean, this is just basic math, folks. If Derrick Henry shreds the Packers into oblivion and averages 6.5 yards per carry, there is an almost 100% chance that Rodgers will still average more yards per pass. Running the football just isn't an efficient way to win games. And ultimately, guys, that's why the Kansas City Chiefs won. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You could get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.ag. That's BLUEWIRE, all one word. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. The Super Bowl last year and the Tennessee Titans didn't. Yep. And they actually, yeah, they, they what the Packers want to do is exactly what the Chiefs did to them last year. Is if you can get up on the Titans, get an early lead, make Henry kind of go out of the game. That's that's your recipe. And the Packers are really good at doing that. They're an 11 and 3 football team built around doing just that. We're going to make you have to get out of your your easy run place, your easy yards and make you have to earn it. Earn the big place. And then they sit and they don't let you do it. And and it's frustrating to watch at times, but that's what they want to do. And like I said, they're as good at it as anyone in the National Football League. And it's it's a it's a tried and true formula for winning in the NFL, especially when you have an all-world quarterback. You just really don't have to care as much about your defense being dominant. The the biggest thing that I think people are scared of and are gonna ask is, well, Jake Ross, what what about when the Titans uh put together 15, 16, 17 play drives over and over and over again and Rodgers doesn't have the ball? And and I and I think that's a that's a little bit valid, and I think people are going to go back to that Vikings game and see how they did it. But the thing is, that's really hard to do. That's not normal. And the fact that most teams for the last decade, Ross, are going to try to do that against the Packers, and how has that worked out for them? You know, so it just doesn't happen that often. You're gonna you're gonna make a mistake. It's really hard to put together drives like that. And if the Packers lose this game. I would be willing to to guess 
that it's because uh, Tannehill got hot and A.J. Brown and Corey Davis gave the Packers more than they could bargain for, not Derrick Henry. Yeah, I mean, right. You're 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 right. And uh, if I'm honestly as as crazy as it sounds, if I'm a Packers fan, like that matchup scares me more. Whatever guy ends up on Kevin King is a is a probably a more terrifying prospect as far as actually tipping the scales of a win and a loss in this game. Um, I'm worried about Kevin King on AJ Brown. And if I'm not worried about that, I'm worried about Corey Davis on AJ Brown. I mean, that's, that's where you almost hope that Tennessee falls too in love with running the ball. I, 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 I I mean, this Tennessee team is, is good, but you could get a bad Tannehill game. And like I said, if, you know, if a Derrick Henry runs for 160 yards, but Tannehill only throws for 160 yards. They're not going to beat the Packers with 320 yards of offense, guys. It's just not. It's not going to happen. So, um, and, and and folks, if it's nice, or if the if at least if it's not windy and cold and wet, or wet, it'll be cold. But if it's not windy and wet, like real talk, folks, Green Bay could win this game 42-38. It absolutely could happen. And if it does, you're just going to have to deal with it. Yeah. The Titans' defense is terrible. Bad. They're, they they're are so bad. bad. You, they've given up more touchdown passes than any other defense in the NFL. <laughs> like Rodgers is gonna. If you're if you're frustrated with last week's performance, with only and oh my god, he only accounted for two touchdowns in last week's game. Uh, I would I would imagine those of us that are that are looking at the stats every single week and comparing them to number fifteen in Kansas City. This is going to be a week where Rodgers is absolutely going to have an opportunity to light up the stat sheet, and I, th- I think he he will because, like you just said loudly, they're they're terrible, they're very bad, and the Packers' defense the last six seven weeks actually has been not bad. <laughs> They've been actually pretty decent, which pretty decent goes a long way when you have twelve under center. And that's all they really need to be is just not a dumpster fire. Just don't be awful. And someone, I don't know who tweeted it out, but if, well, first of all, Ross, we haven't even mentioned this. Win or lose on Sunday, does it matter, Ross? Does it matter if the Packers win or lose on Sunday? Uh, no, I mean, it really doesn't. Like, the, I think there's a way that they clinch, so it matters maybe just a little bit. I think it, they, there is a way to clinch with a win. Uh, but ultimately the, all that the Packers officially as of right now, not, Oh, it depends on what happens down the road. Like right now, all the Packers have to do is beat the bears in week 17. And they're the number one seed. Yeah. But they could, they could get it done before that. And that's where the game mattering comes into play. Right. And, and like, of course, it does matter. You know, like you don't want to go into a game and lose two weeks before the playoffs. Um, but it's a, it's an interesting spot to be in for Coach LaFleur, too, because this is a game that he knows he maybe can call a little bit differently. And if he wants to get some stuff on film that teams are going to have to account for, or if, if he wants to get some tendency type stuff, tendency breakers, like give Tavon Austin that that jet motion four times in this game. Just do it. And it's it's not about as much production as it is 
making Chicago and beyond basically have to respect that to say, well, shit, if we don't put someone over there, they're going to give it to them and they're going to get their 8, 10, 12 yards. So we have to still be accounting for that. And then that pre-snap motion stuff, it, it just it just revs that engine up even more because at this point in the year, that's kind of where you get to with a team like this that, that does do all that pre-snap stuff is you can start to key in on some of their tendencies. Um, so this would be a great opportunity for Coach LaFleur to go in there and call some stuff that maybe we haven't seen as much or get into spots that maybe they're getting a little bit predictable and do some self-evaluation, know what those spots are, and and do something different. You know, call something else. Throw some new stuff out there. Throw a couple of new wrinkles in. And I think, honestly, we saw a little bit of them maybe trying to do that this last week with that pony package with Jamal Williams, which is unfortunate because the last two years that it seems like they've tried to really roll that out, Jamal Williams has gotten hurt, and then the offense uh, kind of just laid an egg. So uh, why, not, I, I why, why not my son, A.J. Dillon? I don't understand why this keeps happening. I don't, I don't get it. How isn't, many that why they draft, isn't that why they drafted him? Is he not averaging? Did he not? Uh, anyway. Is he not averaging? <laughs> did he not average 18 yards? He yeah. averages 18 yards a carry on Saturdays <laughs> in the NFL. I just, it makes me so angry. I, I, the, uh, the way that rookie running backs are used in this league, which is ride them because you only have so many years of cheap, you know, labor basically at, at the running back spot. There's only so many years that you can pay these guys 600 grand to go smash their face into somebody. And a lot of these guys that are getting a ton of time are drafted in the fourth, fifth round or they're James Robinson. They're going to have 455 carries dra- undrafted. And you have the 62nd overall pick that just murders people when he touches the ball and you don't trust him enough to put him in the game. That the that was a, that was a house call. If Jeremy Chin doesn't doesn't bite his ankles when he's spinning and knock him down, he's in the end zone and, and and not in the end zone untouched. I mean, guys were bouncing off him like bowling pins. You know, he's got fresh legs. It's cold. I just yeah, I don't I don't know. And I think if there is ever a time that we're gonna see, and how awesome would that be, Ross? If there was ever a time that we just got to see AJ Dillon unleashed, it might be this week because we might be there might be no Jamal Williams. And there might be the guy that everyone wants to compare him to on the other sidelines and Derrick Henry. And how sweet would that be for A.J. Dillon to steal the show and and just blow the doors off the Titans? That would be so much fun. But that's a narrative that maybe is just just a dream because they do have that guy number 33. That's pretty dang good as well. So, um, Ross. I don't know, man. It's going to be a fun last two weeks. Like I mentioned earlier with this MVP race heating up, I, I would I would advise fans just enjoy it. I don't know how much longer 12 is going to be playing at this rate. Hell, it might be the next five years, six, seven, eight. Who knows? I hope it is. But um, nothing is guaranteed in this league. So just enjoy it, guys. We're at 30 minutes right now, so I'm going to get us out of here. Um, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. And guys, we will be back with you, I guess, in a couple weeks after the Packers have dismantled the Bears and, and we'll know who, uh, I guess we won't know, but we'll, we'll at least have an idea of who potentially could be coming to Green Bay as that one seed in the second round of the playoffs. Um, Ross, thanks for joining me. Guys, as always, go Pack Go.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.